won't sing a little longer. Just bask in his presence. Fill the room, fill the room, fill the room. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fill the room, 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 fill the room. Isaiah said this. Hear me today. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Everybody say, it's formed. Come on, shout it. It's formed. Come on, say it. I see it. Come on, I hear it. I sense it. But I want someone to shout at the top of your lungs. It shall not prosper. The blood of Jesus is against every single fiery dart of the devil. Somebody in this room needs to say, I sense that my problem is there. I see that the issue is upon me. I hear the finances, the relationship. I understand what I'm up against. But it shall not prosper because I serve a God that's a mighty God, a God of promise, a God that says, I am with you always, even until the end. I serve an amazing God that loves me. If you believe and know that, come on, give God a thunderous clap of praise. No weapon. That's formed, that's formed, that's formed, that's formed, that's formed shall prosper shall prosper oh come on give God a praise he's worthy of that praise today oh hallelujah 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 I don't know what you're up against this week but I'm gonna tell you it's not gonna prosper listen to me spiritual progress equals enemy trying to destroy you when you are on the battlefield you don't always feel like you're winning but you're not by yourself you have a God that's with you uh, that will go before you uh, that's at your right hand and your left hand he's behind you Ah, that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the presence of the Lord in the house of the Lord uh, forever and ever Uh, if it could be possible the enemy would try to pluck you out of the hand of God but God said uh, there's no way that the enemy can take you out because no weapon 
that's formed. You're going to see it. You're going to hear it. You're going to smell it. You're going to, oh, no, no. But it shall not prosper. Some of you are between seeing the formation and knowing that it will not prosper. And I'm here to preach to me and you both uh, that we've got to hold on to our faith between uh, that it's formed and not prosper. Uh, because some of us are speaking death instead of life. Uh, we believe the world and all of its wisdom instead of the word of God when it says it shall not prosper. No weapon that's formed shall prosper. If you believe that, I hope that you do. And you know that God's promises are true. One more time, give him a praise for that today. It shall not prosper. It's right here. It's, it's just right here. Someone say amen. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not going to prosper. <laughs> Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I can do all things. Come on, through Christ. Come on now, through Christ, through Christ, through Christ, through Christ, through Christ. That strengthens me. I don't strengthen myself. It is Christ that strengthens me. Ah, someone shout amen. Well, happy 4th of July weekend. I, I, will, I will tell you this, that uh, I want you to understand that no government can save you but only Jesus Christ can save you I hope you understand and put that in the perspective that it belongs someone say amen you may be seated in the name of the Lord amen it's good to be with you today it's good to be here I've had so many people tell me that I shouldn't come to church because we have better church when you're not here I've been told and so I decided that you can't have better church when I'm not here and by the way that's the highest compliment you could ever pay me because that means that Pastor Stefan and this group of people they just carrying on the vision of what God's doing. it's not about pastors it's about Jesus amen uh, but it did hurt my feelings just so you know no I'm just joking um, how many of you have remembrance of the, the tragedy that struck all of us on 9-11? Uh, I don't think we'll ever soon forget. I've had the privilege to be in New York City and in that place where those two towers fell. If you go there at this time, it's not a place of, of great chaos. It's now a museum to what was. One of the museums that are in the bowel of that particular museum is a fire truck. If you ever go, I beg of you, make sure you go to the part of the museum that has the fire trucks. The fire trucks are there because they were crushed under that building. And as they unfolded all of that, the fire trucks remained. They were so big and heavy that they remained. And so they just left them as they cleaned up around them. And now they serve as part of the memorial. But they're a memorial to a certain person, a certain class of people, a certain characteristic of people. And that is firefighters firefighters. It's interesting if you read some of the accounts how that people were running out while the firefighters were running in. There's a unique characteristic about firefighters and first responders in general and that is that they will always it seems have this ability to strike down their fears in order to accomplish a mission of saving others. They will take in their own life, not into consideration. When they were climbing those stairs to rescue people in those towers, they knew that there was a possibility that they would die in those towers, and many, many, many of them did. 
characteristics of a firefighter is so unique. First of all, they have courage. Everybody say courage. Courage beyond. Firefighters frequently face dangers and unpredicted situations and their ability to act courageously despite what their ears, eyes, and their senses tell them. They run into heat. I have two cousins in Houston, Texas that are firefighters and the stories that they have relayed to me and how that the heat so intense that they totally dehydrate their body and it totally makes them feel like they can't move and it makes them a puddle literally and being able to face those fires. So their ability to act courageously in the face of fear is essential to the characteristic of a firefighter. A firefighter. Uh, the second thing that is reminded, not only are they courageous, but they're dedicated. Can you shout dedicated? They're dedicated. Uh, the rigorous demands of, of first responders and firefighters, the risk, the sacrifice. Wives don't know if their husbands are coming home that night. There is always this unsaid sacrifice that says, I'm going to give myself for others if need be. I'm going to rescue them from places that will, might, or could, or possibly will uh, take my own life. And so they understand the idea of sacrifice. It involves their firefighting uh, equipment and all the things, but it requires a very high dedication and professionalism and a sense of community. You see, you rescue people from places you love. You rescue people from places that you know. You rescue people. People that are serving here in Ypsilanti Township as our firefighters, they're connected to this township. They're connected in ways we aren't even aware, but they would give themselves because they care about a place. They care about the people of that place. The third thing that is important to understand about the characteristic of a firefighter is they must have compassion. Everybody shout compassion. So we have courage, dedication, and what? Compassion. It's interesting that we would use this word connected to firefighters, but compassion is at the end of the day, the thing that drives them. You cannot put your life on the line. Jesus said, uh, I, I, a friend gives their life if they really care and love, right? That they're willing to give their life for a friend. The, the firefighter, the first responder is in a position where they must not just talk about this, but they must live it. There has to be a place that says, I love that person, never met them, don't know them, but I care. My compassion for them is to save them from the fire that they are in. So I'm going to put my life in jeopardy to go get the person that I've never met. That's called compassion. How many are thankful that there was a God in heaven that came onto earth, uh, died and rose again, uh, and he said, uh, I'm going to rescue you no matter what. At the end of the day, firefighting is about helping people, rescuing people, saving people. At the end of the day, firefighting is about compassion for others, particularly in their most vulnerable moments of not being able to breathe or trapped in a room full of flame and smoke. It is definitely the characteristic of a firefighter to be compassionate. If you read the book of Jude, you will find that Jude's world was on fire. 
The book of Jude is one page. It's before the book of Revelation. It's so apropos that it would be the book before Revelation because it's as if we are looking and peering into what Revelation is fixing to speak about and prophesy about and have understanding about. Revelation is a book of prophecy. It is a book that says it's a revelation of who Jesus Christ really is. But it's also a picture of the end of age and end of time and the time when the, the, the gates of hell are opened and there is a separation of the goats and the sheep. There is great judgment as well as great victory in that book of Revelation. But Jude, that one page book, is placed before that revelation that we receive from John the Revelator. And it shows us something that we should be attention, pay attention to in this hour. The book of Jude could have been written yesterday. The book of Jude could be written as if it were true, as it is true today you will find that Jude's world was on fire he tells us in the book of Jude you read to contend for the faith he tells us that there are ungodly people men and women infiltrating the church that they are wolves in sheep's clothing that they are trying to uh, act as if uh, what they teach and preach is of God when truly it is an abomination unto the Lord uh, there is an attack upon the people of God the church of God in the book of Jude Jude's world is on fire he reminds the church Church of old spiritual battles in Egypt. He reminds them of how God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, but he said those that did not believe he still brought to judgment. You can see where he talks about how Sodom and Gomorrah and their wickedness, how he dealt with them and how they suffered the vengeance of an eternal fire and flame. We know that he tells us these things. It would seem that the book of Jude is a book of, of just uh, battlement and, and, and spiritual warfare and, and things of people talking and gossipers and people that are liars and cheaters. And he's warning the church that there's this spirit in the age uh, that he was living in, that we live in today, that is trying to undermine the spirit of God, trying to act spiritual when it's actually evil. Uh, it's in this moment that we turn and we look his attention towards the church in Jude verse 14 and 15. I read it aloud and you can follow along on the screen behind. Now Enoch ah Enoch, I love Enoch someday I'll preach a little bit more about Enoch but the seventh from Adam prophesied about these men also. These wicked men, these men that were trying to bring spiritual evil wickedness into God's house and into the people of God he says Enoch prophesied about these men also saying behold the Lord comes with 10,000 of his saints today I want to tell Pineview and all those that are watching I have news I bring as we stand on the brink of the next revelation here I am to tell you behold the Lord is coming and he's coming with 10,000 of his angels his saints, uh, his people that are called by his name. Uh, there is a people that are separated
separated unto God that we will not have the judgment of this world but we've been bought with a price we've been paid for in full we will not have the wickedness and the judgment upon us for we are sons of God and daughters of God I am a chosen generation I'm not prideful I am telling the truth I am a chosen generation a royal priesthood I serve the king of kings and the lord of lords it's not because it happened automatically no my friend one day I chose him over sin one day I said I will be buried in the name that can save me one day I said I will be a follower a disciple of this Jesus this Jesus the Christ it's in these moments that we need to realize that God is coming you watch the news tomorrow today or the next day or a month from now I'm here to tell you it will be bad news but I'm here with good news and the good news is no matter what our news is the news of the word of God the good news is ever ever settled in heaven and never is going to change his name shall be glorified he will be lifted up he will be God God has not forgot where he's at or who's his children's at. No, he is almighty and all powerful. Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. And he says this, to what? To execute judgment on all. To convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way. A lot of ungodlies there. Understand that we are living in this very hour. We're living in a tenuous time where up is down and down is up. We're living in a time where we don't know what to say or how to say it. We're afraid to speak. We're afraid to witness. We're afraid to do the things that God commands us to do for fear of judgment from things around us, people around us, organizations around us, whatever it might be. It might be in the church or out of the church at work. I don't know, but I do know this. There is a spirit in this hour that's no different from the spirit that was on fire in Jude's time. And that is this. This fire, this fire was consuming people with ungodliness. It says, and all their harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him, him, Jesus Christ. Understand today that in the midst of all this, Jude writes verse 23 through 23 uh, he says this but you beloved hear me today uh, I'm here there's a lot of stuff going on out there uh, but I'm here to tell somebody you uh, Jasmine the beloved uh, you Mike the beloved uh, you're not just nobody uh, you're not on the list because you've been washed in the blood of the lamb uh, you have been cleansed from your sins uh, but you got to understand something uh, if you don't believe this uh, then you're going to slide back to where you were instead of where God wants to take you. Uh, you got to stand up and say I know that Christ loves me uh, and despite how I feel uh, and despite what I have done uh, I'm going to repent of my sins uh, and I'm going to set myself under the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm going to say Satan the blood of Jesus is against you uh, because in the midst of this Jude writes these words but you beloved someone shout beloved that word means friend close associate that word means someone that I care about you beloved you that I care for you that are my friend you the beloved of Christ you beloved building someone shout building yourself everybody shout myself 
Uh, Brother Stefan, I feel a preacher coming on right now. You cannot depend on Brother Carl's shout to be your shout. You can't depend on my loud voice on the front row shouting hallelujah, amen, to say, yes, Lord, that's what I want to do. Lord, just hear the pastor today. No, no, no. The Bible says you've got to build yourself up. Some, oh, someone needs to hear me today. Too many Christians come to church and don't participate. Mm. Too many of us come to God's house uh, and don't involve ourselves. Uh, we sit back and say, Lord, I pray that you let that fall on me. And God is saying, uh, you need to get up from where you're at. Uh, you need to make yourself known that, Lord, I'm here to worship you, uh, to adore you, to love you, to praise you. Uh, not because uh, of what I have done, uh, but because of the blood of Jesus in the name that's above every name. You yourself, he writes, you must what? You must build, build. The word build is an action word. The word build is something you do when you're doing a house or a shelter or you're doing something that requires hard work. We in this hour, we have shied away from hard work. Why? Because we have AI now to do all of our letter writing and our email responses. We don't even, listen to me, you hear me today? We have things that we do and the conveniences that we have that it has made us more uh well just lazy let me just say it plain uh, and if we're not careful we will allow that lackadaisicalness uh, to come into our spirit man uh, and we will stop building ourselves up we will stop praying we will stop studying the word we will stop declaring victory in our own life I'm amazed at some that when I ask them how much have you prayed they'll come up for prayer pastor you got to pray how much time have you spent praying about this issue well not very much I've just been so worried let me tell you something you need to pray first pray first pray first pray first prayer changes things prayer is amazing prayer takes care of things you don't know because listen 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 you won't get in his presence without the proper prayer and in his presence there's fullness of joy in his presence there's power in his presence there's deliverance in his presence there's healing but if I'm not oh, praying I'll never get to his presence I can get the splash over maybe you've never been to SeaWorld but uh, if you're sitting next to the wall and that great whale comes and splashes you you understand you're not swimming but you got all wet and sometimes we benefit from the, the praise of the likes of uh, Brother Meadows and all of us in this room. And we allow ourselves to feel better because they have praised him. And I feel, listen, I feel the overflow of what's going on in the room. The Bible says where two or what? Three are gathered in his name. He's going to show up. But guess what? Oh, that's why you want to come to God's house. When you don't feel like, listen to me, when you don't feel like praising him, come to God's house when you don't feel like a miracle's on its way come to God's house you said most of us stay away from God's house why because we feel bad and guilty and mad we want God to move on our time and not his uh, and God is here to say to us today it's not time for us to judge God because God uh, listen is not on your time scale or your situation he knows where you're at he has a plan for your life uh, it's time for you to pray so you can get in his presence so there's power in your prayer mm -hmm. Someone shout amen. 
Today I'm talking about the beloved firefighter. Yes, because in the midst of all this, he writes, you, beloved, build yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the what? Mm, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to preach a little bit here. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the We're going to keep going. Keep yourself in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our looking for the mer- Looking for the mercy. Not the judgment. Not looking for the, the judgment. Looking for the mercy. I'm looking for his mercy. Where's his mercy? i got to find his mercy. Ah, of the Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have what? Compassion. Making a distinction. I'm going to talk about that in a minute making a distinction ah you've never really read that before have you making a distinction but others save with fear what pulling them from the fire pulling them out of the fire hating even the garments defiled by the flesh our world ladies and gentlemen is on fire thank you let me say it one more time our world is on fire. Say it a third time. Our world needs Jesus. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about there's gross sin and sin about us. And sometimes if we're not careful, we will gather discouragement instead of faith. We will walk to the field and instead of gathering faith for our future, we gather discouragement and pass it on to other people. Because we think that we're despaired, that God's forgot us, that God has, it's just so terrible. Yeah, guess what? It was terrible in Corinth. Um, the silence is deafening, but it was terrible in Corinth. They, they were killing babies and man, having mass graves. I've visited that Corinth. I've seen what they've done. This, nothing has changed. Sin is sin is sin is sin is sin. So stop focusing on just the hour that we live and understand that you have a call of God and that call of God is to be a fireman pulling them from the flames. The church has got um, how can I say this? We have gotten a uh, COVID, and I hate that word. I don't like using it, but I don't know how there are other ways to trigger your mind. But COVID caused us to pull in. COVID caused us to not touch each other. COVID caused us not to breathe on each other, not to talk. And, and we're afraid that we're going to share. How many are still sometimes like conscious of like someone talking to you and their spittles coming out and you're like moving away? And you're like, yeah, no, no, not today, devil. No, no, not today. No, 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 not me, right? Why? Because there's still this innate fear about what we have went through. Hear me today. And that fear has caused the church to shrink from its decree and absolute command to be witnesses to all people. No hand raise. How many have shared the gospel? No hand raise. How many have shared the gospel with someone in your life lately, in the last year? How many have shared what God has done for you Lately, I had an individual that uh, I love very much and close to told me that they got a Bible study for the first time in their uh, time in the last three or four or five years. And they were talking to me, man, they were so excited about this Bible study. And, and I said to them, you're like really excited about this. And they said, I forgot how refreshing it is to tell somebody about Jesus. I forgot how amazing, how it lifts me up. How when I'm studying to tell them, I get good new revelation. I get new understandings. Uh, and I said to them, wow, you've been missing out on this for three or four years. And they said, pastor, I'm already beating myself up. Don't, don't join 
in. Don't join in. Because if we're not careful, we will forget where we've been brought from and we will forget the thing that God commanded us to do. We are, listen, we are commanded, I'm, I'm being the pastor today. We are commanded to gather. We are commanded to be. Uh, as the end time comes, even more so, the scripture tells us we are commanded. We are commanded to be salt and light. We are commanded, not suggested, but we are commanded to be the salt of the world. Uh, that means we're supposed to get in their oats. Uh, we're supposed to make them thirsty for God. We're supposed to make them, hey, let me tell you what God done. Hey, let me tell you about the miracle that happened in my life. Let me tell you where God's taken me. Let me tell you how he delivered me from drugs and alcohol. Let me tell you how he brought me out and took me in. Let me tell you why. Because if we're not careful, we will allow our society and culture to dictate instead of God's word declaring. I'm going to preach because I'm the pastor. These guys get to do all the fun stuff. I'm still required to be the pastor. It's coming. It's coming. So listen to me very carefully that God is trying to help us open our eyes, take off the rose-colored glasses, and see that our world is on fire. If you don't know that, then you need to, you need to check there is a clarion call that God is putting on us as the church to say to the world, we don't care what you're doing, but we know the answer for everything that ails you. I've heard all the bad stuff. I hear people on TV and I hear on the internet, I hear it everywhere telling us how, pointing out, this is, these people are bad and these folks are terrible and this, but I've yet to hear someone say, these folks need Jesus and we're going to win them and this is how we're going to win them. And I think God is calling us to stop, listen to me, listen to me, not, not join them, but listen to me, love and accept them while God works a miracle. But if we cannot be available to them, then we can never win them for the Lord Jesus Christ. Someone shout amen. amen. Say you're doing good, Pastor. Come on. Uh, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord today, right? Listen, but you, beloved, I'm going to preach quick here. But you, beloved, you, beloved, building yourself up in the most holy faith. Self-preparation is an absolute before you journey in faith trying to win somebody else. If you don't know who you are and what God's word said, you're going to be in trouble when they start asking questions you can't answer. Matter of fact, the enemy's going to use that moment to make you have even further self-doubt and make you believe that you are unworthy. So you must prepare. Someone shout prepare. Someone shout I need to what? I need to build. Someone shout build. Myself. I need to pray. I need to keep myself in the love of God. I need to look for mercy instead of judgment. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Maintaining oneself in the love of God. Romans 8 and 26 says this. Oh, no wonder Paul wrote in Ephesians for a side note and said, put on the whole armor of God. I wished I would have had time to have a fireman's outfit here today. Sister Sarah, uh, uh, Pastor Sarah and Brother Stefan's uh, in-laws, uh, he's a fireman. And I was going to try to get his fire suit because it's, it's, it's the same, the helmet, right? The helmet of salvation. They got this big giant coat that protects them from the fire. They got these pants that come up to their neck that protect them from the fire. They got special boots that protect, got special gloves, right? They carry an axe the sword of the spirit there there's an understanding that i'm trying to get across to you i'm using a fireman to help you remember this message because there is you beloved you are beloved and god is calling you to 
a firefight. He's calling you to a place where there is burning, there is fire, but he's going to equip you. He's going to give you the breastplate of righteousness. He's going to give you feet shed with the, shod with the preparation of the gospel. He's going to equip you if you will take time to build up yourself in the most holy faith because you have to be prepared before you enter the battle. Firemen don't run in without their clothes. Listen, firemen don't run in without the right equipment. They run towards the fire, but they're also equipped for that fire. The people running out are not wearing the same protective clothing. Hear me today. You are trying to rescue people that cannot help themselves. Praying in the Holy Spirit, maintaining oneself in the love of God. Romans 8 and 26, I was going to read. And the Holy Spirit helps us. Someone shout, helps us. In our what? Weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. Mm. Has anybody ever been in prayer and you just really don't know what to pray for? This is what he says. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. What is that saying? I'm going to get into a place of prayer that I'm going to groan. I'm going to talk in another language that I don't even know or have never learned. And God is going to use me. Me as a vessel to speak through me into the physical world spiritual things I want you to hear me God is going to speak through me Jesus is going to pray through me mm, through tongues language that I don't understand but heaven fully understands He's going to pray through me. Jesus is going to pray through me uh, in the flesh. Why? Because there has to be a connection on earth uh, to heaven. Uh, there has to be. That's why Jesus was wrapped in swallowing clothes and laid in a manger. Because there had to be flesh and blood that entered this world uh, in order for God's covenant to come to pass. Same is true today that we are his feet. Uh, we are his hands. Uh, we are his vessels. Uh, we must speak uh, in order for the world to hear. Uh, because he cannot. Mm, be heard without the church so he uses us to speak in the physical spiritual things that we don't even understand I don't know what to pray but I do know how to get in the Holy Ghost I do know how to pray and let God use me for his vessel and I pray things I know not of in your life if you're not in those prayer spaces you need to get there you can get there. This is not handed out to special people. It's for everyone. But you've got to do the hard work of building yourself up in the most holy faith. Listen, and it says, and some have compassion, making a distinction. And I could preach a long time on this section. I won't because I'm, I'm running fast out of time. Some have compassion, but making a distinction. Uh, compassion is really the entirety of our life in Christ. Go what? Love. Love is compassion. We interact with others through this thing called compassion. The love that he had for me, forgiving me, I must show to others in order for them to see Jesus in me and them get to Calvary so they receive the blood that I received. But if I don't tell them, if I don't show them, if I don't live in front of them, they will never see the Jesus in me in order to get to the Jesus they need to be. Ah, someone shout amen. amen. Listen, Colossians 3, I'm going to move quick. Since God chose you to be a holy people, he loves, you must, someone shout I must, clothe yourself with what? 
tenderheartedness, tenderhearted mercy, kindness. Someone say kindness. Humility. Someone shout humility. Come on, let the church shout gentleness. Someone shout patience. And then listen, 13 says, make allowance for each other's faults. Hello, somebody, make allowance for each other's faults. Uh, you're not perfect, so don't point your finger at somebody else and tell them how bad a sinner they are. Huh? Uh, and then to what? Forgive everyone who what? Offends you. Oh, remember the Lord forgave you. Eh, someone shout, yes, Lord. Uh, so you must forgive others. Above all, above all, someone shout above all. All of this, all of this, above all this. Clothe yourself with tenderhearted heart of mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness. I don't find one time where God says I can clothe myself with judgment. With opinion. He never tells me I can weaponize the word of God and use the sword of the spirit as a killing machine versus a surgeon's knife. I'm going to just preach it. Because in this hour, I hear a lot of people wielding God's word as a sword, and it's just killing people. It's not surgically helping them be better, cutting away the sin that does so easily beset us. Sin shall remain sin. Hello? This is not, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? No, God forbid. This is about being obedient to God. We as humans love to pronounce judgment because it makes us feel better about ourselves. Above all, clothe yourself with what? Love. Which what? Binds us all. Someone shout all. I can't hear you. All. Together in what? Perfect. There's nothing perfect on this planet. So that means Jesus is in the middle of us because he's the only one that's perfect. In perfect harmony. Listen, make a distinction means discern people's different circumstances. Listen, two people can be dealing with the same sin, but they deal with it and are a part of it in very different ways. That's why the Bible tells us to be a discerner of spirits. To understand why I don't just treat Jasmine like I'm going to treat Sister Tackett. Why? Because they're two different people from two different places, from two different things in their life. And they may be dealing with the very same exact thing, but guess what? They receive it, understand it, and deal with it in very different ways. So it's my job as the church to do an individual category. Say, you know what? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to let you be loved. I sense that this, that, and the other, that you need a, a, not a cookie cutter message. Not, no, no. No, we can all say everybody's going to hell because that's true because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Hello, somebody. But I do know this there's a God that loves me <laughs> and that he forgave me on Calvary uh, and his blood still flows from that Calvary and I can tell anybody and everybody hey there's a God that loves you uh, and no matter what you're facing or what you're going through uh, I may not understand it agree with it uh, I may not all those things but I do know uh, that we have agreement that we need love Oh, I can't hear anybody. Uh, that we need kindness. That we need tenderheartedness. Uh, that we need, uh, above all, put love in the mix. Because if we don't love people, then we can never win them. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, hear me today. I'm going to close here in a second. I'm talking about plucking, pulling people from the flames. I'm talking about being beloved firemen running in the direction of the crazy 
Did you hear me? I don't feel like, I feel like I'm being a poor communicator today. Running towards the crazy, not joining the crazy, but being prepared for the crazy. I got my helmet of salvation. <laughs> I got the sword of the spirit. I got the breastplate of righteousness. I got my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Oh, I'm ready to go. Why? Because I've got a job to do. You see, uh, everybody's running that way, uh, but I've got to run that way because that's where the fire's at. Uh, that's where people's lives are being hurt, harmed, and lost. Someone shade it? I, I, thank you, mom. I feel in the Holy Ghost today that the direction that we are setting in our lives, the direction for this church body, we've been talking kingdom, 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 kingdom. Someone shout kingdom. And we'll continue to talk about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. Why? Because that's what will solve the issue uh, at the fire. His kingdom. Making a distinction. Discern, be discerning spiritual needs stop with the broad brush of judgment and take time to minister to the individual soul that's hurting and lost and he says but save others with fear pulling them out of the fire oh sister Tabitha come rescue me or rescue them I should say I'm not sure which listen I am closing the need for urgency and the seriousness in saving others. You said, Pastor, I, I came for a fireworks sermon. Well, I'm giving you a different kind of fire in the works. I'm being your pastor today because if we're not careful, we're going to stumble our way to heaven instead of taking anybody with us. I'm challenging us as a body of Christ. I am equipping. You want, listen, starting this fall, we're re, we'll relaunch all of the things that we've been doing for all summer, right? We're taking a summer break with our Timothy project and different things. There are things available to you to help you become a better witness. But if you don't build yourself, I can't beg and plead. All I can do is preach the word. I feel like Isaiah today. I feel like Jeremiah. I feel like because in this hour, I told my wife just a couple weeks ago, uh, we, we, I, we have always kept a home Bible study in our entire ministry, and we haven't had one because of all the C word uh, over the last uh, couple years. And I said, well, that's got to stop. You know why? Because our greatest, our greatest moment, my greatest moments as a pastor has been at kitchen tables in people's lives. Becca and, and the Waite family are not here this morning. They're on a camping trip, but we were talking with them this last week and we reminded each other the first time they walked through those doors. I'll never forget. I was staying in the foyer. I shook their hand and God said to me, you need to ask them a Bible Bible study. And I said, hey, you guys want a Bible study? Me and Sister Lisa want to teach you an amazing Bible study. And they said, yeah, and we begin to meet in Milan. And a few months later, I baptized one of them. And a few years later, I baptized another one. And now they have three, three beautiful babies, two of which have been or one that has been baptized in the beautiful name of Jesus and two others that are being raised in the God's house. They said to us, me and my wife, as we spoke to them last week, they were like, without God, we would not be where we are at. Without you teaching us about, it reminded me that there has to be people that are willing to be firefighters. Plucking them. Plucking them. Pulling them from the fire 
You've got to see yourself as a spiritual firefighter. Run the opposite direction that everybody else is running. Be prepared. Don't let every wind of doctrine knock you around like a, a, a something in the puddle. Listen, he says this, hating even the garments. Here it is. Hating even the garments defiled by the flesh. While we seek to rescue others, we must also ensure that we stay sanctified in our own walk with Jesus Christ. Hating even the garments. In in 2 Corinthians 7 and 1, it says this, Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from what? Everything that can defile our body or spirit our body or spirit, our body or spirit. And let us work toward what? Complete holiness because we what? Fear God. Jude, at the end of his book, his one-page book, (laughs) he tells us all this stuff, man, about all, all of the false prophets, all of the the people that are trying to destroy the church. He tells us who we should be. He he encourages us to be firefighters. He commands us to rescue others, not just ourselves. But in verse 24, this is what he said. After he said all that, the world's on fire. He says this, and I close. Now to him who is able, to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. It is God's grace, not your works or my works, that any man should boast. Jude reminds us that no matter what you're looking at, seeing, hearing, no weapon that's formed, no matter what is forming in your life, it shall not prosper. Why? Because Jesus is able. I wish I could get some help in this house. I said Jesus is able. He's able to heal your cancer. He's able to set your soul free. He's able to fix your children. He's able to bring your home together. He's able to provide for your finances. He's able to heal your body. But most importantly, he's able to save your soul from sin. Because of Calvary, because of the cross, because of the Lord Jesus Christ. That grace that Paul experienced when he had a thorn in his flesh is the same grace that's available to you and I today. That grace that says, uh, I am fighting, I'm running, I'm not doing everything I want to do or should do, but I do know that God is able to fill in my gaps, (laughs) to help me in my time of need, uh, to bring me out in the time that I feel overwhelmed. In that moment of sinful act, uh, I can be forgiven because his grace is sufficient for me. Uh, I can say, Father, forgive me. And he says, I am faithful and just uh, to forgive you of your sins. Uh, There must be a dawning upon you that God's grace is greater than the issue in your flesh. That his grace... By the way, his, his grace hates even the garments. <laughs> Today, we serve a God that's able. Stand with me, if you will.
Todd and Sister Leslie, will you, will you help me with the communion this morning? Brother and Sister Wilson, will you help me with the communion this morning? We, uh, this is our first Sunday of the month, July, and we're going to have a communion as we close. Communion is a time of fellowship with God. Communion is very personal. Communion is what verse 24 is all about. But now he is able. Some of you here today have had weapons that have formed and you're not sure how to deal with them. There's a spirit of guilt and condemnation that I feel in this house that God is here to strike down and remove and tell you that if you will repent, I will forgive and my grace will be sufficient. But you've got to build yourself up. You see, I can't do all that for you. Your friend can't do it. Your wife can't do it. Your husband can't do it. You've got to do this for yourself. The question I have for all of us in this room today is, he's able to keep you, but are you willing to answer the call of being a firefighter and pulling them from the fire? Who is it that's in your heart and in your mind right now who you know needs Jesus? Who is it that you've been hesitant to tell them your story about how God has delivered you who is it that is waiting for eternity to be eclipsed by the blood in the name of Jesus instead of a place of damnation and darkness? I hope and pray today that you will hear this pastor's heart, that you will answer the call of God, not me. This is him speaking and not myself. He's telling us, I need somebody to turn. Stop running with the herd. Stop running the direction of everybody else. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Turn, 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 turn and run into the flames. I will equip you. I will give you the necessary equipment to protect you. How many believe God's going to protect you? How many believe God's going to go with you? Because you see, his promises are sure and amen. And when we turn and run towards the fire... We start pulling people. We, we, start, we start pulling people. We start praying for people. We start saying, you can make it. You can overcome. Let me tell you my story. Let me tell you how Jesus changed my life. Let me tell you why. Because it's the only good news that's going to save people. Someone shout amen. So my question today is, in all of that guilt, and all of that condemnation that the enemy would love to put on our plates... How many of you are willing to say, I, I, not today, devil. <laughs> not today. Because I am blood-bought. Come on now, shout it. I am bought by the blood of the Lamb. My name, Come on, shout it. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm a child of God. Come on, say it. I'm a child of God. But I'm going to today come and have communion with him Paul writes and says we should repent come to this place in repentance and then we should do it as often as we do in remembrance of the blood and the flesh that he gave for our sin celebrating the fact that he rose again to the promise and we have that promise of new life today if you want to participate in this communion I'm going to invite you in a moment
I'm going to invite you to come to these amazing couples, and they're going to they're going to serve you in Jesus' name. We serve you because we are going to pray over you. As you touch that, we're going to pray over you. This family is going to pray over you. They're going to be praying. They're going to be speaking life in Jesus' name. Heal them, touch them, Lord. Be with them, touch that family. Why? Because we are a church that wants to speak life into the family's life. So today, I'm going to ask that you stay around this front and we're going to pray a prayer together. Visitor, guests, thank you so much for worshiping with us. We are so thankful that you, as a guest, would come and worship we honor that do not feel in any way shape or form that you're going to be out of place if you don't want to come that's fine any of those things you can stay right where you're at and we promise that we're going to just rejoice with you in your walk with Christ today though I'm asking this body of believers will you have communion with the Savior will you come and say God relight my soul with a flame to help others see you. The world needs Jesus. Come on, come from wherever you're at. Come on, come, come. There you go. Come on, just. listen to me carefully everybody have a have a, a cup right don't open it yet if you don't mind did you open it <laughs> I want you I want you to turn to somebody around you and I want you to give them your cup and I want you to say to them I give you Jesus I give you what? I can't hear you. I give you what? If I were to boil down my sermon today, this is all I'm asking you to do. This is what not Pastor Nate is commanding. This is what God said when he said, go make disciples. This is what he's requiring us to tell others, to pull them from the fame. All you got to do is say, I, I, I want to give you, I want to give you Jesus. Let me tell you about him. But pastor, what if they reject me? They're not rejecting you. 
They're rejecting him. And they're his children, not your children. And you can't take it personal. You can't get mad or upset or angry. You smile and say, well, I'm going to still pray for you. Have a blessed day, right? Most of the people you're going to talk to are people you already know, Mike. People that have watched you. You know, it's funny. It's, I had lunch with Pastor Smothers a couple weeks ago, and he said, some people in our church, they saw Mike, they haven't seen him in a while, and they were like, wow, he's like a totally different person. Can I get an amen? Amen. So, <laughs> strong amen. Why? Because you, you found Jesus. And he wasn't just a Sunday thing, Mike. He's an everyday thing with you now. You tried the Sunday thing for a while. It didn't work out. But now he's an everyday thing. God is calling us to simply share. Who are you going to give Jesus to? Let's go. You ready? Let's spend a moment in repentance because we want to come clean before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you in your throne room of grace. We ask that you forgive us, Lord. Forgive me of my sin and my shortcomings. Help me to be more like you and help me to shed my fleshly desires and look towards you and be more like you and act more like you. And Lord, help my prayer life. Lord, help me to be more focused on you, to turn to you more quickly. I pray in the name of Jesus that you forgive me from every evil deed, everything I've ever said or done. Let it be under the blood of Jesus Christ right now. Father, I thank you. Come on, shout it. I thank you for delivering me from sin. Oh, come on. I thank you for covering me with your blood. I thank you. Come on now. I thank you for taking away everything that has separated me from you Lord uh, Lord I thank you that I'm your child that you're a good good father <laughs> thank you Jesus that your name is holy that your word is true Lord I stand on your word today you said you'd never leave me nor forsake me I stand on the word that says I am forgiven by the name of Jesus Christ now Lord I I'm going to take this bread because it is a representation of your body Lord you took the stripes that I could be healed oh God you took stripes your body was bruised so that my inner feelings my inner man that is bruised by hurt disappointment anxiety and depression Lord you took the bruises with those beatings Lord, your crown of thorns flowed. Although you were the king, they did not understand that you will always be king of kings. Lord, we receive your body today because you broke it for me. You broke it for me. You broke it for me, Lord. Now today, Lord, I come to you in humility and unworthiness I come to you Father in a place where your grace is sufficient I come to you knowing your mercy still flows from Calvary 
Lord, I ask you that you let my mind believe what your word declares. Mm. That you let my mind believe what my heart knows. That you let my mind believe that you are a God of truth. Mm. Lord, I receive this, this wine, Lord. I receive this grape juice, whatever it is, God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know it represents your blood, and your blood, the blood of Jesus, still flows from Calvary. Lord, you said that no, there shall not be any forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. And Lord, you made that covenant in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, you wrapped yourself in swaddling clothes and you laid yourself in a manger. You walked among us for 33 years, Lord. I, and then you died a gruesome death. Oh, God, I thank you for the blood. You didn't spill it, God, because it was no accident. Lord, you gave your blood for me, Father. And I never want to forget where you brought me from, from the place of sin. Shame. I give you honor today because your blood still flows from Calvary. Never let me forget what your blood has done for me. In Jesus' name. Can you lift your hands and just love him like you want to? Come on. Come on. Build up yourself. I can't pull you right now. You got to pull yourself. Some of you need to open your mouth and express yourself to the Holy One of Israel. Come on. Let the blood of Jesus flow in this house today. Come on, let the name of the Lord be a strong tower. The righteous run in and are saved. Let your... In the name that's above every name. Come on, let the name of the Lord be a strength to you. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. Oh God, I praise you today. I give you honor and glory today. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, nothing but the blood of What can wash away my sins? Oh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, what can make me whole again? Oh, nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious. Is that flow? It makes me mad. Makes me white as snow. Oh, no other Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of I'm singing nothing but the blood of Jesus. If you need prayer today, this altar, you're here. Why not recommit? I want you to think about who you're going to share Jesus with this week. I want you to think about who Jesus is prodding you and pushing you. They are in your life and you don't understand why. Who are you going to just turn and give them a cup of communion. Let me share Jesus with you.
because you're a firefighter. Someone shout, I'm a firefighter. You choose that, by the way. You're commanded to do it. Jude didn't say, if you have time, pluck a few people from the fire. It's not what he said. He said, I, I want you to, I want you to understand the world's on fire and it's our job to pull them from the fire. I pray that you go this week, that you have a blessed holiday, that you rejoice in your freedom more in Christ than anything else, but freedom in our country. Today, I want you to, to go from this place with your heart changed and your mind thinking about who I need to pull from a fire. Father, we leave this place. I thank you for your love and all that you are ministering to our hearts. Lord, help us to have a safe travel, safe holiday, Lord, safe fireworks, safe fires, Lord, safe all those things, Lord. I pray that you give us joy, family time, that we remember what you did for us and that our freedom is in you, Lord. We thank you that we have the freedom to worship in this country. Lord, I pray we retain it, Lord, and I pray that our country will continue to be healed. In Jesus' name we pray. And let everybody shout amen. God bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and give you glorious and wonderful peace. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If you need prayer, I'll be right here. In Jesus' name, amen.